Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast, and Happy New Year! <laughs> Yay, snaps, snaps for everybody. <laughs> oh, it's 2021. <laughs> um, we have survived everyone we are here we have made it through together watching the show friends definitely made it better but we we have arrived we have finally finally feels good new year's any new year honestly like it doesn't even matter that it it was 2020 last year now it's 2021 just any new year just feels so good right just as nice so happy new year everybody thank you for choosing to spend another year (laughs) with us um with new years comes new changes yes it does so that is a perfect segue into our life updates (laughs) see what i did there (laughs) i do you want to go first um yeah i'll go first just so that yours can be our upper at the end of it going into the episode. So um, real quick, real quick personal recap. Um, I um, have been in my job now for like uh, two months and it is still super frustrating. And I still don't know if I even like it or not, or if I'm finding any momentum. Um, So that's kind of annoying. So if y'all need insurance, hit us up in the D. <laughs> now, clarify health insurance, correct? There's a lot of different insurances out there. Maybe that's my, maybe that should be my record of friend, to a friend at the end of the episode is just United Healthcare PPO Network health coverage. <laughs> and then I'll put our email address at the bottom so people can let me know if they want some affordable legit coverage (laughs) no but in real in all reality I still don't know if I like love it or not but I I don't know anyways so it's it's not much of an update but I just wanted you guys to feel the uncertainty of my pain other than that on the other terrible note um terrible it's terrible (laughs) gosh you're making it depressing we, meaning I, have decided that I'm no longer going to do the podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> what if, like, Llewellyn was the only one taking it over? Uh, <laughs> and this was my announcement to you, that my resignation. No, but what we'll be resigning is our presence on social media. Now, I don't mean that we're going to delete it. We're not going to, like, scrub all of what we've previously done. We may still post every now and then. But there's no return on investment, really. Just full disclosure to all of our listeners. Thank you for those of you who have reached out via email. We do get yeah. those. And I, we, you know, we have tried to respond to those personally as if we have like a <laughs> assistant helping. We obviously respond to everything personally. Yes. Um, so thank you guys for the emails. We do respond to those, but we just haven't been getting like a lot of social media um, like clout or following. Um, we do realize that it it's nice to keep our presence in front of people, but it, for right now, just while I'm figuring out my job and Llewellyn has had a lot of changes in her job recently as well, we just are trying to take assessment of our year and what we want to spend our energy on. And social media is one of the first things on the chopping block. And all that really means is that we might not 
post as often. It's still going to be there for you to look at all of our amazing posts that we've created so far. Um, <laughs> but it might be a little slower in creating some new ones until we find a little bit more margin. Yeah. So not terrible. Oh, also, I'm uh, another life update. I might have gotten COVID. <laughs> did I tell you this, Llewellyn? You did. Yes, you did. Um, I, I mean, it's been five days since exposure and I still have my taste and smell. I'm really not experiencing like a lot of symptoms. So I think I'm okay, but I just think it's, I mean, at some point it just had to go around. So you've been exposed. (laughs) I was exposed. I walked right into the lion's den though. I literally went to a location where I knew, well, at the time I didn't know until I got, until like the plans were already made, but I walked right into it. So that's okay. Well, we're hoping you don't Anyways, actually get it. Bring us, bring us up. Bring us yeah, life updates. Lift it's, us back up. Lift our spirits. It's 2021 yet, guys. 2021. Wow. I thought I said 2020. Woo-hoo. Anyways, I've already done the whole like, you know, like January is the month where you write the wrong year every on everything. Already done it like 10 times. Um, yep. yep. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> not much has been different in my life um but exciting thing uh my couch finally came in so it came in yes finally it came in last month um between our last podcast and now and I can't even tell you how excited I am that it's here it's comfortable it fits I've already rearranged my whole apartment to make it look even better. So I love it. And that's really all that's exciting in my life these days is a new couch. Did you put a chair in your closet where you record? No, I'm outside my closet in my bedroom. Oh, look at you Uh, fancy pants. Okay. You know, right. I leave and you get rid of our studio. I see how it is. (laughs) This is just much more comfortable. If I'm being really honest, it's not as hard on my knees. So it's true. It's accurate. It is what it is. It still sounds okay. All right. Um, also, we are going to try and keep our episodes a little bit shorter just for our own sanity. We know that some of you do like the longer versions of the podcasts um, and have written to us and let us know that. Um, so far, I haven't had, I haven't heard anyone say, why do you guys talk so long? But I'm sure there's other people out there who are on the complete opposite spectrum who are like, why do you guys talk for an hour about one episode? That's only 20 minutes. Um, so we're going to kind of meet in the middle and keep our episodes to anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Um, just to, again, cut down on a little bit of time, maybe in future seasons when we've both got a little bit more of a grasp on what we're doing with our careers and stuff. And Maybe if there's a little bit more return on investment um, on this podcast, just to be real with you guys. I mean, obviously we do this for fun, um, but it is taxing in certain, you know, sectors of our lives. So um, just with anything, it takes effort and energy. So um, it's got to be worth it to all parties. So um, we're not going anywhere. We just want to make it a little bit easier to stay. (laughs) Yes. So with that, let's jump in. Episode recap. Go. Yes, this week we watched the one with the prom video. Monica's old home video elicits the true feelings Ross has for Rachel. Meanwhile, Joey gives Chandler a gift. 
All right. So cold open of the episode is the very first piece of it where Joey comes in and gives Chandler a check um, that is essentially worth $812 because his um, spot has been picked up by Days of Our Lives. And I just have to say that $800 would not cover all of the stuff that Joey probably owed Chandler. Oh no. I don't even think that would cover like half of the rent of that apartment, which he owes. Seriously. (laughs) I think it's probably like a, like here's some goodwill money towards what I owe you because I got picked up. I know I'm going to have a steady income. Right. And it's like, I'm starting to pay you back. Yeah. Um, and, and an additional way that he pays him is through a gift, which is a shiny, shiny, shiny gold watch. Gaudy as all get out. Oh, 100%. Also, it's a bracelet, not a watch. Oh, is it? Yeah, because later on, I miss, he, I later on he mentions that it's a bracelet. I think it would have been more acceptable if it would have been a watch. Mm-hmm. But right. yeah, it's a, it's a terrible gold bracelet that we find out was $400. Like why not just give Chandler $1,200 instead of 800 <laughs> and no, no gold thing. <laughs> totally. I was going to ask too. I, I was going to ask like you and the listeners, like, what is the big deal about a gold watch? But now that it's only a bracelet, that makes way more sense to me of why that would be like so weird of a gift. Yeah. Um, but the only thing that I could think of was um, Chand- Chandler Bling <laughs> because of his new shiny gold bracelet. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, but he did say that it would bring like an extra weight, uh, like uh there, he was like, think of how this is going to like affect your sex life. And he's like, it probably slowed me down at the beginning. But once I got used to the extra weight, it'd probably like get back to normal. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh, so funny. So then we go into the main episode and we're in that chef's kitchen. Monica does an interview and the guy is so, <sighs> he's dirty, dirty, just... dirty, dirty, dirty guy. Only thing I said about this whole scene was just how awkward the whole scene was. <laughs> I'm like, I just want it to be over. I don't like this. Oh, it was so like, he's like, are the tomatoes firm? Are they, or are they bad? Are they really, really bad? She's like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm this good. Is the grossest interview. Yeah. Uh, you would, you would have expected that to happen. Like if it was a home interview, but they're like in a professional kitchen. It's just so awkward. I yeah. felt sorry for Monica. <laughs> No, she's trying so hard to find a job. Yeah. When we go, so after that, we go to the apartment and um, Ross ends up taking like a call from one of Rachel's suitors and he is about to put the note and he's like, who's this so-and-so guy? And they're like, oh, some guy that she met at the movies. And he like puts it in the cupboard, like takes it off of the (laughs) fridge and puts it in the cupboard, (laughs) which is, you know funny for Ross and and Phoebe brings up her classic line um that about lobsters like of course they'll be together like it's of course you guys are going to end up together Ross because she's your lobster and he's like I "I don't what is that I completely forgot that that happened this early like when Mm -hmm. she said it I was like oh that line like here it is 
and like her her whole reasoning like i mean it's very phoebe but like it made sense you know the whole like they Mm -hmm. they hold hands and they never let go it was cute but then when he tries to actually i don't know i don't know anything about lobsters but when he tries to um well anyways i won't get there because we're not there yet but um oh i know where you're going (laughs) yeah and the only other thing that happened in the scene was uh the bracelet made in its its appearance to the friends the thud it made when it hit the floor was so loud (laughs) like you should understand that this thing is nasty uh it was almost as if like chandler like hit his foot you know like once it fell he like maybe maybe like pressed his like toes into the ground a little harder or something to make it make that big of a thud it was just so Um, loud (laughs) because it makes sense like on a on a you know second or third story apartment building or fourth or fifth or whatever it was that it would make a bigger thud because it's hollow underneath but like in a studio they're not that far up they're on the main ground floor right Uh, but yeah all the friends find out about the bracelet because it falls off his wrist and they're kind of making fun of him for it as well which doesn't help you know Chandler out at all no um but you're right about the the lobster phrase I think most of the time when we think of people establishing like their thing we think of it happening later in the seasons as the characters become established but like he's her lobster is a very like well-known moment for Phoebe like there's enamel enamel pins made after there's stickers there's coffee mugs with the lobster on it like I literally literally drank out of mine this morning that says she's your lobster (laughs) we watched the episode and I was like oh I have that (laughs) (laughs) so perfect it was meant to be today. Yeah, it was. So then we cut to a break, but then go back to the same apartment and the parents arrive. And essentially, um, this whole thing is just played on the fact that Monica's parents have now found out about Rachel's parents. They were close friends growing up. So of course, that would mean that the parents were, you know, probably knew each other or good friends growing up as well. Right. And what's what's hard and sad about this one is just Monica's parents being like oh well no one was surprised by them breaking up and you just kind of see Rachel's face and you're like oh she was surprised right (laughs) it just makes it really sad um and then they mentioned about the thing in Hawaii that happened which we don't know what that is no and he tries to cover it up as a you know oh maybe maybe it was me haha go fold laundry okay get out of here yeah he's trying to like dig him he's trying to dig himself out but he's just digging deeper into into his revelation of what happened to the parents so yeah um we go to the cafe and here's here's what's interesting phoebe recognizes that chandler's getting like looked at and she sits down on the couch and she says, um, what is it, like 11 o'clock? It's like 11 o'clock. She tries to be his wingman. Right. And tells him that like, hey, 11 o'clock, hot chick checking you out. Yeah. But wouldn't that be his like five or six o'clock? Yeah, because she was behind him. Right. So they're doing it for us. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because it's technically our, like, 11-ish, 11.30. You know, it's kind of just off center. Mm -hmm. So technically it would have been his, like, 5.30. Yeah. But, so I just found that little 
disparage in the uh, text or in the timeline. Um, And he goes up to Fleur and he ends up like putting his sleeve out really fast. Like he makes a really wild statement with his hand and his cuff come up and it shows this like elaborate gold bracelet. Gaudy bracelet. Yeah. And she instantly is like, I have to be somewhere else. Now, (laughs) Llewellyn, would you, if you, if you, Say there's a man who's attracted to you and he comes up to talk to you. Now, I know you have extensive experience in this area. So you're speaking so out of experience, many, I know. So much. <laughs> uh, that would be harsher if like, it wasn't also true for me. <laughs> yeah, no, we get it. We get it. We understand. So we get other. it. For sure. Um, but if, if a guy that is attractive to you likes jewelry is that like a really major turnoff for you no I don't think so I mean if we I would definitely ask him like in her situation I wouldn't have just dipped out on him after seeing that um right. I would have at least like asked asked him about it so no oh, I don't what think a so. shiny gold bracelet you have there Right. Is that handed down from a grandfather or right. yeah. did you hunt pirates? And <laughs> if anything, it's a conversation starter. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. I would not either. I appreciate a man with like some like appreciation for yeah. adornment. It's a fancy word to say. Um, so eventually he like what is it Rachel or it's Phoebe he goes it's back Phoebe. up to Phoebe yeah. um and he's like he's just spewing out all these hateful things about this bracelet Joey walks in behind him and finds out that uh, the look on hates- Joey's face was so oh. sad it was but my favorite line that Chandler says is it's like it's a reject from the Mr. T collection <laughs> <laughs> yes I pity the fool who has to wear this jewelry <laughs> <laughs> it was so good uh, and, and he tried to like backpedal but joey was just super hurt and he yeah. leaves because he's just he's really bummed out about it um i really felt bad for joey in that moment because yeah you know it's it's i think it's hard enough if someone says it to your face but like then to know that he's like blabbering about it to like all the other friends who then mm-hmm. are still his friends like it's just it's it's a hurtful moment for sure so we jump from cafe to cafe again, um, kind yeah. of in a different like version of the scene where Ross um, is super jealous of Rachel's guy that she's over there like flirting with. And he tries to justify in his own mind that she is not interested. Right. He like digs himself a hole. Like Ross, you're already in a hole for creating a list, a pros and cons list. And now you're going to dig yourself even farther by walking over, being a douchebag, and trying to save her from this guy. Mm -hmm. Because you're, I mean, you're her lobster. Like, of course you're going to try to save. And the fact that he uses that in this moment Mm -hmm. and tries to explain it to her butchers, butchers it. But (laughs) the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) he butchers the entire story start start to finish does not help himself in trying to justify what he did so the guy ends up walking and ends up walking away and she's like i'm not yours to save like there's no us except that he's like oh except that you know what that we are never like no (laughs) 
Yeah, accept that. Accept that we're never going to happen. And uh, you can kind of see it like on his face that he finally recognizes, which which is a is a good point to then drive the story later on when they do come across that video, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Because um, I think his mood there, if they had, if if they hadn't had that moment, then him switching over to be like no, 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 like, don't watch this video. Like, we really shouldn't. And him being, like, adamant because he knew what happened in there all the way up to the end. That if they hadn't had that moment of, like, Rachel saying definitively, like, just accept that we're not going to be together, I think it wouldn't have made as easy of a transition to when he's at the video and he's trying to be really adamant about, like, no, guys, like, we shouldn't watch this. Like, let's not, you know, let's, you know, move on. So I do think that they did a really good job with that, that I'm just kind of connecting now. So we jump over to the the guy's apartment and, you know, Chandler's trying to be all like friendly, friendly and try and get back into Joey's good graces. And he throws the ball at Joey and just flies past him and breaks the lamp. (laughs) I instantly wondered how many takes it took for Joey, Matt LeBlanc, not to laugh, which is this by his face. I'm like, how many lamps did they break trying to get this scene? <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been really hard to film. Oh, 100%. But the fact that like Chandler overcompensates trying to fix his issues with Joey instead of just like being honest with him, you know, like just be upfront about it and be like, hey, like I. It's not my style. Like, I think Joey would have understood that. I mean, obviously it's for comedic effect, but yeah, he just overcompensates. But Joey stands his ground. I was like pretty surprised at how, you know, angry he stayed the whole time. I'm wondering, like, do all, like, do all of us do that in a relationship when like someone's mad at us? Do we double down in our own like unwillingness to just like be honest in order to like help further save feelings being hurt. Like Joey's feelings are already hurt. Right. But instead of like you said, Chandler, just like being honest and be like, sorry, man, it's just, it's a little bit louder than my personal taste. Like, have you ever wor- like seen me wear something like that? Like right. he just doubles down on his own. Like, I'm just going to try and like skirt the edges and try and get back into like good relationship without actually dealing with the problem um but I think probably like that's what people do until they finally come to the point where they then say let's you know let's talk about it because most of the things that we discuss you know as it relates to the friends and their quarrels like comes down to just good communication you know between friends yeah he and in his groveling he realizes that the bracelet is gone yeah he lost so it. he he goes to like try and tell joey at the door and then he realizes it's no longer on his wrist so he goes searching throughout the house and is and is trying to them sit and then say like if you have to stay in the room i get it because he doesn't want him to like come out and see that he doesn't have it on his wrist right um and he ends up like on the floor with the cushions of the chair, which makes zero sense. And he tries to like figure it out. And then <laughs> Joey goes back inside the room. It's just like a funny, like, you know, moment. Mm-hmm. So we hop across the apartment or across the hallway to the girl's apartment. And it's 
essentially this is Monica's time of trying to tell her parents that she got fired. Right. And I don't know if we've heard this before, but I love um, the dad's nickname for Monica, our little harmonica. Yeah. I don't think we've heard it yet. I think it's so cute. Especially because she's not like the loved one of the family, you know, like Ross is definitely the favorite. So for them to have a nickname that doesn't, that doesn't mention like her weight that she used to have on, you know, anything of that sort, it's, it's like an endearing nickname, Mm -hmm. which I think is, you know, good for her to have. Yeah. Were were you going to say something? No, I didn't really have anything in this section. Okay. It kind of goes back and forth really quickly. Um, yeah. Cause then we jump back over to the cafe after a quick, like guy girl apartment, you know, story thread and Chandler reveals that he has, that he personally now is $400 deep. So when it all comes down to it, there is about $1,600 worth of stuff. And Chandler only walks away with 400 personal dollars and a new gold bracelet right and a gold bracelet for joe <laughs> right because gunther found it <laughs> good old gunther uh. so they find it and you know so i think it's rachel she's like now you have two or phoebe says it phoebe's like now you have two and then they turn around he turns around and looks at her and she's like oh now you have two like tries to play it like oh that is a bummer i forgot yeah um joey comes in realizes that he has two and it's another like chandler has to think quick on his feet in order to not be found out by joey Mm -hmm. he's like well of course i bought you one too buddy we're gonna be friendship friendship you know bracelet buddies we're gonna be bracelet buddies (laughs) he's like oh that's what people are gonna call us (laughs) as if the situation wasn't already like bad with one of them having to wear it now it's just like now there's like a, a really weird tie that now they both have one. Yep. But this is one of those storylines that like, I don't think continues to watch. Like it doesn't continue after this episode. Like they don't continue to wear the bracelets right. throughout the rest of the series, you know? Yeah. Um, in fact, if we like think of it every once in a while, we should do like a wrist check and see if they ever put those bracelets back on ever again. Because I, 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 I wager a bet that they don't. Yeah, probably not. Um, so then we go back to, I realize that my transition every time is, so then we, <laughs> okay, so then we, it's annoying to me. So sorry, guys. Um, we're at the girl's apartment and we find out just through the quick interaction that we last were at the girl's apartment where Monica tells her parents that she got fired, that Ross ends up giving her the money on dinosaur checks. Because you learn something and every time you give a check. Every time. Um, so he he is like, you can pay me back whenever, you know, you don't have to feel bad about it. And they're going through Monica's box of stuff. So this is the last like major part of the entire episode. This is like the last yeah. seven minutes of the whole episode. It's all revolving around this, this video. scene. So as they're looking through Monica's Monica's box of old stuff that her parents bring over, they find the videotape and they decide to pop it in. Yes. Does your family have a bunch of like VHS tapes of you guys growing up? Um, There was like a time 
in our life a few years back where my uncle was like really big into taking them off of VHS and putting them on DVDs. So he did that for like everybody in our family. He's like, hey, any VHSs you have, give them to me and I'll put them on a DVD for you. So we don't have VHSs anymore, but we do have them on DVDs. So we've upgraded a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Going through all of my my parents' house when we were out in California, um, during the first time I was out there for my mom, we went through and found all of the boxes. At one point for a gift for my mom, I had transferred all of the VHSs to DVDs, Yeah. but they only played in the DVD player that I did that in because it was a VHS DVD. So the DVDs worked, but they'd only work in that one DVD player, which obviously is not sustainable because if that one unit then goes bad. So at one point, I think we were working on turning them all into, you know, better DVDs, but I think we stopped somewhere in the process. And now with the world being so digital, I think if we can just get them digitally Mm -hmm. in like some sort of like cloud or even on like, like a hard drive. Yeah. It has to be a really large hard drive. Yeah. It'd have to be something like that in order for it to, you know, or even if the whole family can access them on like, like I said, a cloud-based software or something like there's gotta be something out there that, um, so it'll probably be like one of the projects when I go to my, you know, dad's next as we're looking through all that stuff to try and like start that project. So, but I was just curious if you guys had that too. So, um, so they click in the movie and they start watching and we see Rachel, she's the first reveal and her nose is like. (laughs) <laughs> we deviated like septum <laughs> so terrible so big but she as you know jennifer anderson did not have to put as much stuff on as uh, as monica but but back up a little bit before they found the videotape yeah. i think it was phoebe held up monica's old bathing suit and chandler <laughs> yeah. looked at it and he was like oh that's or oh I thought that was like the covering for the state of Connecticut or something and then when Rachel walks in and sees his nose and he's like no I take that back that's the covering for the state of Connecticut I was like only Chandler would come up with something so stupid Chandler he uh yeah his commentary is vibrant for sure yeah but yes Um, Courtney Cox in a fat suit is something else it's a gem to see. And I think she enjoyed wearing that. I think she enjoyed 100%. the episodes where she had to, to wear that for the show. Um, we, we also briefly skipped over because we mentioned it before that Ross was very adamant about like, wait, what is this? Oh, I think that's when we went to prom. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, let's not watch not- this. And so as we watched as they so we see Rachel then we get a glimpse of Monica and they had to like zoom out from her waist because <laughs> when he went over it was like so close uh, and then you see that she's like big and Joey makes a joke that like that girl ate Monica and yeah. then they pan over again and Ross oh is just gosh. leaning against the like fireplace or whatever it was like looking at the girls and then realizes the camera's on him and kind of like jumps up I, and we see this go ahead I made a note that he looks like a creepy Bob Ross sitting there. <laughs> he just like looks at him and you're like, wow, just have a paintbrush in your hand. And That's true. Yeah, it it's funny. like in like the way that he's like kind of like side eyeing, but also like head tilted and like lean in one way is like it's so hilarious. extra. Um, and 
and they end up re- they end up like getting into a little dialogue where she's like trying to figure out the sleeves to her dress and yep. you know what are you going to do this summer and he's like oh work on my music and she's like oh cool you know and before he can ask her what she's doing this summer um what is it the boys ring the doorbell like she asks yeah, him to fix gets there okay she asks him to fix her two sleeves because there must be like a tie that keeps them from falling down yeah um and he's like you know being ross and creepily like staring at the top of her back like all weird um and he's about to like go to tie them and ask her what she's doing for the summer when the doorbell rings and they find out that like her date monica's date is here but rachel's has not shown up and she is like did it seem super extra to you like how upset she was about chip yeah I mean, we, there may have been like a time span that had gone by, like it, because it kind of just happened. Like her date got there, and then all of a sudden she's upset that her date's not there. So mm-hmm. I don't really know how much time had gone by, but yeah, she was very upset. Yeah, I do think there was a little bit of a time lapse as well, because um, they, because I think at the moment where she like goes away, Joey says, "Work on your music," and then it shows the clip of Ross like playing the piano on the stairs <laughs> like and his, that's where yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's where it pans to Rachel who's like crying and then Monica's mom suggests or wait no Rachel's mom no mom you're right Monica mom. sorry Monica's mom suggests like a really like an opportunity for Ross do you want to mm-hmm. take it yeah so she mentions to Ross like why don't you like go put on go put on your dad's old tux and you know, this is your moment, like take her, take her to prom. And he like, is like, no, like I'm in college. Like, I'm not going to do that. And he's trying to be all like manly about it. But then his dad like gives him a little pet talk and he goes to run up the stairs, falls on the stairs <laughs> halfway up, gets in there. Um, and that's where they, he puts on the suit and then he comes out and <laughs> he gives himself that pep talk. Like you can do this. You can do this. Yeah. He's like, what does he say? Be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he says. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> um, so then like they're videotaping him coming down the stairs and then Ross's dad stands at the bottom and you can just tell what his well, wait, wait, wait. changes. He grabs the flowers out of the vase <laughs> in the so- middle of the stair. <laughs> uh, shakes the water off the end. Yeah. Which honestly is like, I can see that being a very Ross moment. But it's also like so smart to write that in because it would be such a last minute. Like he didn't come prepared to take Rachel to this prom, right? But it's a really important prom to her. You know, like who senior wants to go prom, to their yeah. own senior prom by yourself? I mean, to her, it's like a big deal. Right. I think I went like with like friends. Wait, no, I definitely went with someone. Never mind. But anyways. Um, it's like it was like I think it was a really like well-written moment because I could see that being like it's half Ross being Ross of like oh like shaking the bottom off because it's all wet but mm-hmm. also being really good writing because that would be like oh flowers like that's what you do for like a date and this is his like this is his big moment um and you're right you can you can continue from there because yeah so his dad walks down the stairs and like his dad is like his dad and his mom are like so excited for him like you can just tell that they're like really pumped about this 
And then his mm-hmm. whole demeanor changes and you hear the girls say, let's go, like, we're excited, whatever. And then they all run out and Chip is there. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, I mean, I, we've all, we all know neither one of us care for Ross, but in that moment, right. I felt so sorry for him. You know, that, mm-hmm. that flashback moment, because here he is thinking he's got his chance and then mm-hmm. Chip ruins it by showing up. Dang it, Chip. Just so poor Ross. But yeah, to wrap all that up, he honestly, I mean, it was good that they watched that part because then Rachel realizing sitting there, like I had no idea Ross did this and was going to do this, which only leaves. Question. Yeah. Question though. Does something like that of the past, which has already happened supersede the negative to what she's feeling about him now because like sure like you I, as much as it is like a yeah. very sweet moment and yeah. does show the amount that Ross does like her and even Monica's like I had no idea you did that or like I can't believe you did that like she made a big statement of it because she ran out the door too like yeah none of them looked up the stairs the dad came down saying like Rachel get ready to meet your and then like he gets to the bottom of the stairs and sees the girls like running yeah. out the door practically none of them look back well they might look back but they definitely don't look up so none of them knew until this very moment that Ross was literally right behind them mm-hmm. ready to take Rachel but Rachel in the current present he just made a list about why he shouldn't pick you does that moment really supersede what's happening currently? I think in in reality, I don't think it would. I think yeah. it would elicit maybe a conversation. But, I mean, to the extent of that kiss that they had, like, I don't think it would. I, me personally, if I were Rachel in that moment, it wouldn't cancel out the list. It wouldn't cancel out his douchebag move at the cafe. Like, no. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, like, like you had mentioned earlier, Ross did give us that setup of like, we shouldn't watch this like a couple of times he said, and he was sincere about it. He's like, no, I don't think this is a good idea. And that came from a sincere place because he knew it was going to happen. But yeah, I definitely don't think personally, I would not have let that be the deciding factor that, oh, I think now is the time I'm going to date this guy. Yeah. I think this would have been better if it had been placed before they started like going the first time. Yeah. Cause that is a moment where you realize like how long it's been that he's liked you. Mm-hmm. There's proof of what he would do for you while not having revealed like publicly how much he liked you. Like that seems like a very, strong plot line before the first time they dated not as like a twist after this list thing because I really think the only reason that Ross didn't want them to watch it was because she had been so adamant like nothing's going to happen between us Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden he's going to be her knight in shipping armor almost he's gonna be like revealed in this video as like what he wouldn't like what wouldn't he do for her and to and 
to have been told like nothing will happen, that's, then that's kind of embarrassing. Right. Like, well, then if nothing's going to happen, I don't want her to see me like that. Cause that's been kind of embarrassing and it's super vulnerable in a, in an event that happened, you know, 20 years ago or, you know, 10, I don't know, 15 years ago, whatever it is, whether in their thirties around that age. Yeah. All right. 12 years ago, whatever. It was 10 to 12 years ago <laughs> for them. So I don't know. I just don't think that it was the greatest way to somehow reconcile what had just happened. I don't think it was the strongest move they could have made. I also think that Rachel's marathon of a walk across the entire stage set to go kiss him was so, it's so obvious what she's going to do. And so annoying that they placed him at the other edge of the studio and made her walk off. I don't know. Everything about that scene, that piece of the scene drives me insane. Do you not feel the same way? (laughs) I didn't really care about the whole walk over there. I think it's, I thought it was staged well because Ross was like halfway out the door wanting to be gone from that situation. So it would Mm -hmm. only make sense for her to have to walk the entire time. But you know, I don't think I mean, I get, I get why I just thought like for the audience's reaction to be that, like, were they really that surprised that that's what they, they thought she was going to walk over to give him like a handshake? Like, what did they, their reaction was like, oh my God, oh my God. it's like, well, obviously they, that's what they she was going to do as soon as she it. started walking over there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't They're know. They're not going to cheer that, about that, it before she does it. <laughs> Like, it's gonna be cheered about as it happens it's a live studio audience i know I but anyways know. we we are we are kind of talking a lot okay. about this um okay well but, there's a lot to dive in there because it does have yeah. a, it's a big piece of ross and rachel's story right um yeah but go ahead you can but phoebe it ends it with see he's a lobster <laughs> so we hear that yeah, on more right. than one occasion in this episode yeah, so they're uh, they're pretty much making out in the back while the friends are like, "Yay!" And they're back watching. together. <laughs> and that I, I don't think I'll ever get over how much I hate that part of the scene, but it is and it like is. the storyline how it doesn't add up. Anyways, if y'all agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us and you think it is a good like plot point to get them back together, tell us your reasons why, and they better be thorough. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that intense about it. Okay, so then we go to the tag, um, and Monica, you know, in good nostalgia, is watching herself dance yeah. with her dad on that night. She's continuing to watch it on her own, and then she realizes that her parents have taped Duck over it over. with their own sex tape. Yeah. I would be mortified if I oh, came across that. 100%. She calmly set that ice cream down. I would have thrown it at the TV. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. no, no. That camera should not have been yeah. in the bedroom. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. In 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 the context of like, maybe, maybe if, no, in the context of like my parents' relationships, just as I got older and like recognizing how like strained and strenuous it is, like that would not be something that I would want to see. No, not at all. Ever. So, um, all right. Anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't get to? No. That you didn't get to say any notes that you didn't say. Sometimes I check your notes and I'm like, why didn't you say that? 
The only thing I didn't really say like was there's during like while they were watching the video, Chandler was like cuddling with a stuffed animal the whole time. <laughs> like every time it would pan back to him, like it'd be I like, did not at one that. point it was did. like he was cuddling it. The next time it was like in his lap. And one time I think he had it in his hand like while he was talking. And I'm like, why are you holding this stuffed animal? But it was just funny. Like of all what, of them. What kind of animal was it? He was like a dog, like a stuffed dog or something. Probably like out of okay. Monica's box of things, but <laughs> that was funny. That's awesome. All right. Uh, episode rating system. Worst to best. Um, what you say Llewellyn? I'm going to say Unagi because it wasn't a fantastic okay. episode. Um, it did move this Ross and Rachel storyline forward. Um, I think hearing he's her lobster is a good mm-hmm. thing because, you know, I like it when we can establish those like iconic moments. Um, mm-hmm. And that was one of them. And, but also the prom video, I think is just important to watch um, yeah. because of that storyline and because we know like what comes with ross and rachel so i don't want to give it too low but also for kind of some of the reasons we already talked about i don't it wasn't my favorite episode it's not one that like i go back and watch again and again but um i do think for the storyline it's important what about you yeah for sure um i'm gonna fittingly give it a we were on a break um one because they were on a break in this episode which you know is just irony at work which i appreciate Um, but also because it is hard because you're like the one with the prom video, like even knowing the title of this episode, you know what that means for the Ross and Rachel story. So it's hard to give it a low score just in that sense, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Ross and Rachel, right? but with, with how poorly I think that plot line put them back together, how quickly she seemed to get over the fact that he wrote this list, even though I think it was a stupid grudge to begin with and could have been talked out with simple communication as is everything. Um, I just don't feel like it was placed in the right spot of their storyline to have that be the moment she like lets that override something that's current with something that happened over 10 years ago. Um, also like even the guy's storyline like it's funny the gold bracelet it's hilarious but it doesn't like move their relationship forward it doesn't move their storyline forward um I mean Phoebe and Phoebe really is just like a token character in this episode there's nothing really about her except for the fact that it's one of her most iconic like realizations in the show with it being her lobster and then Monica's got money troubles because she can't land a job because she had a horrible interview with this creep, perverted chef. So <laughs> yeah, creep. Um, so yeah, so that's why I'm 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 scheduling it, scheduling it, getting it, um, giving it a little bit lower than, than you. Um, and we were on the break. So um, since we have no new friends, we're not going to do that segment. We don't have any recommend to a friends, but we will have some next week. So we have um, just skipped that one for this week. So essentially the last thing I have to say is that next week, we're going to cover the one where Ross and Rachel, you know, (laughs) such a weird title, but get it. (laughs) All right. So we will catch you guys next week on the one with friends podcast.